Welcome everyone to another solo spooky story. My name is Rob and I'll be your host again today. Uh, just to say before we start, just thank you to everyone for the, the lovely feedback we've gotten on the, the first two episodes of this series. Uh, just gotten some just lovely feedback from people saying that they enjoy the kind of the shorter uh, scope to the episodes and that they're perfect for just kind of having a cup of coffee or just sitting down and just taking it easy. So that's that's good to hear for us. That's exactly what we wanted to hear. So, you know, just to say again, thanks again for the the, the lovely feedback. It's been very welcome and, and really nice to see that uh, this has also been received well. So to kick things off, today's episode is taking place in Sligo which is on the west coast of Ireland, for anyone who's not from here. And uh, specifically, it takes place in the Balasadar Bay, all the way back in 1798. The story is focusing in on a house, uh, again, actually, much like the, the previous episode. This one is a really strange one, though, because not only does it look at this kind of haunted house, I suppose, and all the goings-on there, it's also kind of a bit mental, because it takes into account not just a haunting, but also ancient Egyptian artifacts may or may not kind of add to the hauntings or, you know, maybe annoy some spirits that are already there. So, you know, we're not really too sure where, where this lands. So for those of you that have already guessed, we are in fact talking about Seafield House. So let's set the scene. Nestled amidst the lush landscapes of Sligo, Seafield House stands as a silent witness to a tapestry woven with tales of the supernatural. This grand estate, shrouded in mystery and centuries-old secrets, has long been whispered about by locals and visitors alike. As the sun dips below the horizon, casting long shadows upon its weathered facade, the air becomes changed with an otherworldly energy that hints at the spectral entities said to roam its hallowed halls. Built in a bygone era, Seafield House carries the weight of history in its stones, each one echoing with the echoes of times long past. While its architectural magnificence is undeniable, it is the ethereal occurrences within its walls that have captured the imagination of those drawn to the enigmatic realm of the paranormal. From unexplained footsteps echoing in deserted corridors to phantom whispers that seem to linger in the breeze, Seafield House is a repository of unexplained phenomena that defy rational explanation. Local legends and ghostly lore intertwine with the very bricks and mortar of Seafield House, creating an atmosphere about reverence and trepidation. Those who dare to explore its dimly lit chambers after nightfall may encounter the spectral remnants of bygone eras, or so the tale goes. As the moon casts an eerie glow upon the estate, one cannot help but feel a sense of awe and perhaps a twinge of fear, wondering if the paranormal whispers are merely the product of imagination or if Seafield House truly harbors a connection to the spirit world. So as I said, uh, this story takes place in 1798 in Sligo. There was a lot going on in Ireland at the time, actually. Um, the rebellion was taking place, and that was kind of obviously causing its own issues, um, mostly in the east of the country, but definitely would have been felt in, in the west as well. There was kind of, Ireland was just, I guess, changing, and uh, there, there was a lot going on. But uh, this story doesn't have anything to do with the rebellion. It's, uh, as I said, focused in on, on one specific house. So William Phibbs was a, lang a landlord uh, of the English nobility, and he decided to develop his estates in Ireland. And with this in mind, he decided to build himself a house uh, overlooking the Balasadar Bay in Sligo, uh, which is in the Atlantic. So he loved his house and his son also loved it as well and his family just in general it was one of those i suppose um typical sort of uh, british aristocracy things house got passed down through generations his grandson actually also named william moved into the house and in 1840 he decided to build this 
the only way I can describe it is a fuck-off mansion uh, there in place and made it the main residence in, in the area. So the family lived there for a while and then the grandson, William, his own son, uh, own Fibs, also lived there. And curiously enough, this guy was an archaeologist, so a 19th century archaeologist, not <laughs> at all what an archaeologist would be now or even the kind of indiana jones-esque archaeologist these are the lads who are just coming in and effectively looting tombs filling the british museum for for lack of a better explanation so yeah he he was an archaeologist and i've seen him described as an archaeologist of some repute uh he supposedly traveled the world and this was kind of i suppose the fashion at the time like english gentlemen and all would go on their grand tour of europe and all that stuff so he did it obviously slightly differently being an archaeologist. He decided to go uh, raid tombs, um, mostly in Syria, Egypt, and the Middle East, uh, finding what he described as relics. And yeah, he was basically a glorified uh, tomb robber. You know, he would rob graves effectively and bring back relics and treasures to, to his own home. So he decided to bring a number of these statues, icons, vases, you know, uh, relics, as I said, to the home in Sligo, which firstly is just never a good idea. It's a really scummy thing to do. Uh, but secondly, if you're in any way uncertain about the paranormal, I think <laughs> tomb raiding ancient uh, tombs, it's not a good way to go about things. I, I, films have started with this, so uh, you can probably see where this is going. So yeah, he, he packed up all of his artifacts and had them shipped to, to Sligo. From what I've seen, pretty much as soon as they arrived, strange things started to happen in the house, which I know, sh shockingly, uh, the house filled with ancient Egyptian relics, all of a sudden strange things start happening. But what I saw, interestingly enough, and this is something that kind of caught my eye, people can't seem to agree on whether he brought the spirits with him, or the hauntings, or whatever you want to call it, or if there was something already there that wasn't known and the presence of these artifacts basically roused it, pissed it off, or somewhere in between. I don't know which is more terrifying, kind of bringing these ancient Egyptian spirits and demons and curses with you, or if you somehow wake up a spirit or a demon or something that's been pretty happy so far chilling in the house, not causing any issues, but then you kind of bring something in to invade its territory and then all of a sudden it feels the need to act up and let you decide. So people that slept in the house, as I said, pretty much from as soon as the artifacts arrived, started complaining of drafts and chills in the air. And then this kind of evolved into what I saw described as strange noises. Uh, I don't know what that means. And then rapping on the walls and ceiling. So I'm just imagining these kind of just very faint kind of knocks uh, on the walls and the ceiling, which no, <laughs> it's not going to be for me. I, I, I think anyone who is in any way logical would probably look at this and go, what have I done recently that's led to this happening? I would imagine 99% of people would go probably the Egyptian artifacts. Not this lad own though. He seems quite oblivious to it. This then escalated further when a dark figure was actually seen on the stairs uh, and then a gardener, from what I can see, effectively upped and left after he said that he saw a figure running, cackling, and then sprinting into the ocean uh, one evening. So this lad was basically just trying to do his job, looks up and obviously sees this figure like running and laughing at the same time as it just basically descends into the ocean. 
I don't think anyone would blame the gardener for leaving his job at that point. I definitely would have done the same thing, I think. Um, and then things, as these things go, escalated even further. There were these shattering sounds uh, in the night. There was thumping, rattling. Uh, furniture, when people would come down the next morning, was basically found to be scattered around the place. Rooms were basically, like, turned up. Things were just an absolute disaster. And people just didn't know what to do. What I saw described online then was that this all seemed to come to a head one night when, as I saw described, the entire house shook and trembled as though in a mighty earthquake. The entire staff ran from the building and refused to return, and so the house was abandoned. This is pretty extreme. <laughs> I don't really know. I, I, I assume, you know, th these people were probably used to these sort of things now. They probably weren't comfortable about it, but they were probably used to it. But I think it fundamentally changes things when the house feels like it's in an earthquake. You you know you're fucked with something when all of a sudden even the house starts shaking. I definitely think that's a bit of a message. You know, you you uh, you probably it's wise to heed the warnings at this point. If the shadow man sprinting into the ocean doesn't do it, maybe the house itself actually shaking will, will, will do it. So from that point onward, the family lived there. I From what I can see, the Fibs family. But the staff were gone. So at this point now, we're in 1905. So it's, it's actually been a while. It's been, what, 107 years since since the house was built, which in itself is old enough, I'm sure, for spirits to, <laughs> to settle there. I'm, I'm sure at least one person's probably died in this house. The Fibs family, it seems to be that they kind of fell down on their luck because of this. So in 1905, the house was valued at £55 sterling, which... I'm sure it's a phenomenal amount of money for the time, but in 2024, that is absolutely sickening. They changed the name of the house from Seafield House to Lysian House, and it was, at this point, I think, in 1905, deemed uninhabitable, and no one basically lived there. But it seemed to be that it was known in the area as a haunted house because some Jesuit priests actually decided to exercise the house by saying mass in the house daily for a number of weeks. But from what I've seen, this effectively did nothing apart from the fact that mass was out of the house um, every day for a few weeks. Whatever was there decided to just, I think, just put up with the priests was having none of it effectively and just kind of said you know what lads fuck you I'm, I'm staying here you saying a bit of mass isn't going to change anything so yeah it, it stayed there and the priests ultimately ended up leaving i think when they probably realized that nothing had come from their efforts and that kind of seemed to be the end of the story in the sense of the fibs family being there uh, and, and then ultimately eventually abandoning the house. So I've seen some things online talking about that this wasn't just Egyptian artifacts that apparently caused the problems. I've seen other people saying that Fibs, the own Fibs, the, the, the youngest one, the one that lived there, the archaeologist, he seemed to have a bit of a poor reputation as a landlord and he apparently just used to treat his tenants like shit effectively. Um, he would treat them horrifically would charge them a huge amount and effectively did all of this apparently to maintain his kind of style um, and kind of typical English opulence I suppose at the time that he was accustomed to this like as a point in time this has come through the famine in Ireland so English landlords at this point are not particularly famous so if, they got, if this guy is still acting like a bit of a dickhead I, I think it kind of tells you everything you need to know about him he'd supposedly have 
the tenants salute him as he rode by in this luxurious carriage and would charge just astronomical rents uh, and for anyone that couldn't pay he'd effectively kick them out and then in just this shockingly shitty manner he would take apart their homes stone by stone and then he used the walls of their homes to line his fields and basically make new walls which is such a phenomenally shitty thing to do that this lad honestly deserved to be haunted if that's the case but one of these evicted people was supposedly a widow which perfect for storytelling of ghosts and things she was an older widow who was apparently evicted from her property and when this happened she is said to have cast a curse upon the family in her effectively like her pain and she supposedly swore that the day would come that uh, birds would be building their nests in the ruins of seafield house and she condemned the family to walk its halls forever after in this life the next and until the end of time so that kind of brings it then to the the modern times so the house after this point in 1905 when it's effectively deemed uninhabitable it becomes abandoned and just falls into ruin and not only does it fall into ruin but people actually came along and took the roof down and the the roof itself was sold so it was literally just the walls left the entire interior was gutted and now all that stands there today is just this this rune with ivy just growing all over it and i suppose in one sense when you look at it this way the widow did kind of get her way because it seems to be just seabirds magpies and crows that are the the sole inhabitants of the place today as i saw online only stoats peer from the windows now and i think that's a really nice way to look at it is that nature has reclaimed and taken over this shitty shitty building um owned by a a horrific person at one final note that luxurious coach that fibs apparently used to make his tenants salute him is supposedly said to glide up to the ruins on certain nights and then vanish afterwards but nothing else is said to be there from this point onwards so i guess we'll never really know what what's going on there but it's an interesting uh case of the same and uh you know i i think it just it's one of those stories that it's fitting for the time that it's in as i said ireland was changing a lot views on the aristocracy was changing a drastic amount especially after the famine so you know i think it's a nice metaphor (laughs) for the the english aristocracy finally dying a death in ireland which is not necessarily a bad thing so that that concludes the story of seafield house uh it is a little kind of nice little short one there wouldn't really be much else to it to to do a full story so that's why it's it's made its way into a a solo spooky story so you know if you do find yourself up around sligo you can actually go see the runes they they are still very much so there close enough actually to sligo town so it wouldn't be that far out of the way if anyone wanted to go see it so uh i think the next time i'm over on the west i i might myself actually go go see these runes because they do actually do they look lovely uh, apart from anything else especially with them being covered in that kind of ivy and everything now so might have to 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 go up and have a look myself but uh yeah that that concludes this week's story i I hope you all enjoyed it and uh if you have any other stories yourselves that you'd like to send into us that you'd like to be read out please do get in touch you can reach us on instagram that's where we're kind of the most active and you can also get us at the spooky af podcast at gmail.com so if you want to send in any stories you want to send in any of your own experiences or if you want to just say hello 
you know, give us a follow on Instagram and we'll we'll, we'll get back in touch with you. I, I hope you all have a, a lovely weekend. And, you know, you, you've just enjoyed this little dose of spooky uh, to, you know, keep you going until next week when we have a, a longer investigation. But that's it for me, guys. I, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode and we'll see you all next week. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>